Welcome to Radio Uninvited. This is Bob Johnson. And this is Asiya Hussein. And we're doing something different. There's no left, there's no right. We're bringing you the best minds from science, technology, to philosophy, politics, and pop culture, and asking for truth. Welcome to Radio Uninvited. And today we have on a special guest. His name is Verdas. Does he need any introduction? Verdas is a stand-up comedy icon. He's known as pretty much the top Indian comic and actor that everybody is talking about, but he's really transcending that. His fourth Netflix special out right now called The Landing and a pretty much sold-out tour here in the United States. He was on Conan a few months ago. He's got roots in Chicago. He talks to us a little bit about it. I'm just glad that we got to have a little bit of time with him. He is the real deal. I guess we do need an introduction. Thank you for that. Verdas. And, you know, he was really kind to speak with us. He had a very controversial poem that he did when he performed at the Kennedy Center. And we're going to hear that at the end of the interview. Welcome, Verdas. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. What's what's happening? Are you on a world international tour or are you just taking it easy? Uh, for no, a few I'm, weeks? I'm just getting started. I just had a Netflix special come out. And so, you know, I, I just wrote my, my new hour and one is now taking it across America for now. But I, I don't think the world tour will begin until maybe September. You know, mm-hmm. so right now it's about building. Right now it's about building, building the yeah. tour. The two Indias got a lot of press. A lot mm-hmm. of controversy, but I think most Americans understand where you're coming from because there are two Americas. Okay. All right. Very much well, like I couldn't it, speak but, to it, but you'd have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the the idea that there is a part of our culture that wants authority, wants authoritarianism, and the other the other half wants democracy, wants peace. Mm-hmm. and wants everybody to have a voice. So talk to me a little bit about how you got to where you are. What, what was your, What's your life story? So we'll be here about six hours. So just prepare your listeners. But no, I was born in India and, and then kind of spent time shuttling between India and Africa. My father went to Lagos, Nigeria when I was about a year old. And we um, we were just an expat family in Africa, you know, and my, my father was doing food processing and working, um, you know, just starting up factories over there. And I was then doing boarding school in India um, and just sort of your, your average sort of middle class kid, you know, uh, but, but got to have this sort of outsider international experience really quickly in my life. And then did, did a couple of years in Delhi University where the theater bug kind of bit me. You know, and, and then ended up going to college in Galesburg, Illinois, the mecca of civilization as we know it. And uh, there I had a, an acting professor called Ivan Davidson just sort of change my life and say, I think you're meant to do this. And from there, sort of spent three years doing very serious theater. And uh, in, in my final year of college, I ended up doing a stand up comedy performance, which was received really well by the college and then didn't really take it very seriously. Um, until I went back home, I went back home and did about, you know, seven years in Bollywood movies, which I still continue to do. And then about 2013 or 14, after kind of doing stand up once a week, I really sort of started to take it to, uh, started to take it very seriously. And I kind of said, okay, 
where are the older stand-up comedy markets in the world and where are the good comedians at and who can I play tennis with to get better at tennis, so to speak. So I started spending a little bit of time in America and the UK and and that kind of led to the, a Netflix special, you know, and, and this and now I'm coming to Connecticut. So you can decide if that's an upward journey or a downward journey. <laughs> I think it's Either an upward way. I think it's an opportunity nice. to to play in New Haven. It's all right. Nice. There we go. I'm looking forward it's to it. great. Uh, May eleventh in New Haven. And uh, isn't everybody in Connecticut smart and rich and all of that? Uh, yeah, it's it's basically there are two Connecticut's. Right, <laughs> also, nice. too, there's there's um <laughs> there's inner city Connecticut and then there's mm-hmm. affluent Connecticut. It- <laughs> yeah, there's a range there. <laughs> Uh, n- nice try seeing yourself out of that one, Bob. <laughs> okay, we got, we got to bring up the Chappelle thing. You you say it better than me. The kinds of comedy, uh, I guess, you've been compared to like Dave Chappelle and and some of the other comedians here. Somebody once said Verdas is the Dave Chappelle of India. <laughs> that's I, I don't that's know. kind uh, of intimidating, <laughs> isn't it? When you hear those comparisons, yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere near. I think Dave, Dave Chappelle is possibly the or, or one of the top three to ever do it. Right, the the best I ever do. So I'm I'm nowhere even near that sort of an atmosphere. But no, I don't think India needs to have a Dave Chappelle. I'm just the Veerdas of India. That's it. That that's all it is. Uh, it's not like Dave Chappelle is waiting for his own version everywhere in the world. Uh, he's just Dave Chappelle, and and I think you know with uh, with platforms etc. coming into the world, I, I don't think there is any sort of local comics anymore i think every comic is a global comic and i think every con every piece of content is global content you know yes that is elegant that was really really beautifully put and i think this goes to your perspective you see things from all sides of the road right uh, well, I, I think just sort of growing up outside everywhere but inside everywhere i was the indian kid in africa and then i was the african kid in indian boarding school and then I was the guy from uh, preppy boarding school in public school. And then I was the guy from New Delhi in Galesburg, Illinois. And then I was the guy from drama school in Bollywood. Uh, and now I'm the guy from Bollywood in Hollywood. So uh, I, I've had to do nothing but sort of uh, come in from the outside. You know, I love your stories from Chicago. Um, so I yes. know you spent some time and uh, you worked at the Grand Lux. I yes, I did. I was I was a dishwasher at the Grand Lux. Yep. And uh, didn't you do some comedy on the South Side at a place called Mike's? And yeah, I, had- I don't think it's it's around anymore. I, I I tried to find it and just sort of do like a reunion. You know, I went back to Chicago a couple of years ago, and I, you you want to do the whole pat yourself on the back door a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you go back to your old neighborhoods and your. So I went back to the Grand Lux, and I went back to my old apartment in the North. Side, but Mike's I couldn't find. I think it shut down. It might have. I looked for it too, actually, after your you talked about it on Conan. I'm like, yeah. uh, I'd love to check that out and see if he ever went back. So how are you feeling about everything now? You have so much going on. You know, I, I, I think I spent the last month, in the last month of my life, I wrote a series that I will show run, a horror movie I'll direct. I, I begin a Bollywood project in about three weeks from now. And it was just a lot, lot of writing. I was just uh, just at the laptop like 10 hours a day and mm-hmm. pretending to be interested in other people's suggestions. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's what I did for the last month. Uh, and, and giving everybody <laughs> positive feedback as you always do and then having to do it yourself. It's nice to kind of get away from that and, and just come to the States and work two hours a day while 
bring stand-up. That's, it's kind of a nice vacation. Just to mention the dates, uh, May 11th in New Haven at College Street Music Hall. Uh, May 12th, you're going to be at the Wellmont Theater in Montclair, New Jersey. May 13th, you're going to be at Borgata Music Box in Atlantic City. So that's your East Coast. You head out yes. to the West Coast and do some shows in the Improv Comedy Club out in Berea, California. You've got a lot of dates there. So congratulations yes. on this this tour. It's it's it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, and you're gonna you're going to meet people from both coasts immediately. I hope so. I hope so. I prefer East Coast people to West Coast people. If I'm being completely honest, I feel like there's a certain grit. Bad weather does good things to people. Uh, is the way that I'd put it. I think. If you had a flat tire on the West Coast, people would be like, oh, my God, that's so sad. And I feel <laughs> for you. Uh, and, and I wish you well. In the East Coast, they'd yell at you and they'd cuss you out, but they'd change your tire for you. You know, and I think that's what makes them nice. It's it's Mumbai energy. I, I can relate to it. <laughs> yeah. And New Yorkers, we have this bad reputation, but you, you go up to anybody in New York City and they will... They'll help you and they'll spend time making sure you're getting to the right place. You could just walk up to somebody and say, hey, is there a good restaurant around here? They'll be willing to give you advice. And I think New Yorkers well, Bob, have a very I'm big a, heart. I'm a brown man with a beard, so I'm walking up to random people way less than you are. <laughs> I, I think we might have slightly different experiences. <laughs> it depends on yeah. your neighbor. Depends on the neighborhood where you're in. There. Yeah. So I yeah. think you you will find you will find folks that are that that will accommodate you in New York City. It's 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 a very diverse city in Chicago yes. too. Yeah, definitely. And so, so yeah, Veer, you have your fourth Netflix special, Landing. How does that feel after you've done such a big thing and it's out there and you're just seeing the way people respond to it? Oh, no, it's been great. You know, uh, I think, ironically, by the time a comedian puts a special out, we're done with the material. That That's honestly the truth, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, if you do this long enough, you you realize that you can never predict how people are going to react and what they're going to take home with it. And, and mm-hmm. so I'd done like 150 shows last year before I put that show out. You know, so I was exhausted and I was... Yeah. Kind of done with those jokes. And it's nice to find the surprise where the callbacks or, or what people find memorable in the show is never what you found memorable in the show. So it's interesting. It kind of takes on, it becomes its own thing. It doesn't belong to you anymore. You know? Wow. That's so powerful. What was one of the most surprising things that somebody took home with them that you didn't expect? Well, I mean, the the show, not to give too much away, it's on Netflix right now, but there's a surprise to the show. And the surprise mm. has to do with sand and and soil and the show's sort of sort of a magic trick of a comedy special where we reveal something at the end. Mm. And I really thought a lot because I directed it myself. I really thought a lot of people would catch on a lot quicker as to what the surprise was. Mm. But apparently, I was able to cushion it, like to hide it a lot longer than I thought. The influence that I had was a movie called The Prestige, where there's three parts to a magic trick, right? There's where's um, the reveal in The Prestige, and and that. The special kind of follows that structure. What is your process of when you begin writing your routine? Uh, is it observational? Is it, does it come from your imagination? I think it's uh, a little bit of both. You know, you, you kind of start out with a core feeling. And from there, you kind of have to add facts and, and undeniable context and common ground to it. And then you have to immediately take it to the most ridiculous version that you can. Right. So I, I think it's that's kind of how I do it. 
right? So then I'll, I'll write down just very ridiculous things and I'll kind of wake up every morning at 7 a.m. and do some writing and almost regurgitate onto pages. And then I'll get on my feet with it and start walking around the house and that seven pages will come down to like a page and a half. And then I'll take that page and a half to the club and work it out at a comedy club, you know? Do you ever, are you ever surprised at some of the things that people laugh at? Oh, for sure. Uh, and it changes from show to show. You can never predict what the audience is going to find funny. Right. It's like what you said. It becomes something that's not yours. That that must be kind of a magic. So what's coming up next? I know you have a lot, but if there's anything you want to make mention of. I'm directing a horror movie. I star in a show um, for Amazon soon. Uh, back in India, and then I've got a bunch of stuff in development in America. So it's going to be a heavy sort of acting slash touring you. Awesome. That's so exciting. Honestly, I'm I'm just so proud of you. I, I love seeing like other brown people um, that have just completely blown up and come into their own and, you know, after so much struggle, find success. And if we had more time, I'd love to ask you about how your parents feel about where you're at and well, we oh, don't wow. have that kind of time. That's for damn sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but come see the show and some of it will be in the show. Awesome. Will do. Really Bear looking das. forward to it, Veer. Veer yeah. right. thank you so much. Uh, May 11th, New Haven. Check out his website. Check out some of his other projects. Just search around. You'll find very easy spelling, V-I-R-D-A-S. Thank you, Veer right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Right, Take care. The temptation in this moment is to make a video about myself and I don't want to do that because I'm reminded that I come from India. I come from which India? I come from two Indias. Those are the Indias that I bring on stage with me right now. I come from an India where children in masks hold hands with each other and yet I come from an India where leaders hug each other without masks. I come from an India where the AQI is 9000 but we still sleep on the roof and look up at the stars. I come from an India where we worship women during the day and gang rape them at night. I come from an India where we claim to be divided over Bollywood on Twitter and yet are united by Bollywood in the darkness of a theater. I come from an India where we scoff at sexuality and yet till we reach a billion people. I come from an India where journalism is supposedly dead because men in fancy suits and studios give each other jobs and yet women on the road with laptops are still telling the truth. I come from an India where we bleed blue every time we play green, but every time we lose to green, we turn orange all of a sudden. I come from an India where we laugh so loudly in the comfort of our own homes that you can hear us through the walls, and yet I come from an India where we break down the walls of a comedy club because you can hear laughter inside. I come from an India where old leaders will not stop talking about their dead fathers and young leaders will not stop following their living mothers. I come from an India that has the largest working population under 30 on the planet but still listens to 75-year-old leaders with 150-year-old ideas. I come... I come from an India where every time we get information, we are always available to care for the PM, but we can't seem to get any information on PM cares. I come from an India 
where we kicked out the British, but yet we called the government the ruling party. I come from an India where women wear sarees and sneakers and yet have to take advice from old men who have never worn a saree and will never get to take one off in their entire lives. I come. I come from an India where our music is very hard, but our sentiments are very soft. I come from an India where people sleep outside on the road, outside the club, but man, 20 times a year the road is the club. I come from an India where we take pride in being vegetarians and yet run over the farmers who grow our vegetables. I come from an India where we claim to fully support the troops until it comes to their pension plans. I come to an India where we can never be on time, no matter where we go. But yet we are always early on the Cohen website for some reason. I come from an India where we have maids and drivers and yet want to come to America to do their job. I come from an India that self-serves and I come from an India that self-preserves. I come from an India that will not shut up and yet I come from an India that will not speak up. I come from an India that will accuse me of airing our dirty laundry and yet I come from an India that wears their heart on their sleeve irrespective of how dirty their clothes are. I come from an India that tells me every single day to go to Pakistan and yet I also come from an India that invites Pakistanis over every single day. If only to whoop their ass on a cricket field. I come... I come from an India that is going to watch this and say, this isn't stand-up comedy. Where is the goddamn joke? And yet I come from an India that will watch this and know that there is a gigantic joke. It just isn't funny. I come from an India where children living in basements and writing on comment sections have more courage than men in skyscrapers. I come from an India that is Hindu and Muslim and Christian and Sikh and Parsi and Jew and when we all look up at the sky, we only see one thing together, the price of petrol. <laughs> I leave you tonight and I go back to that India. Which India do I go back to? Both of them. Which India am I proud of? One of them. Which India is proud of me? None of them. I wanted to do this because we're at the Kennedy Center. You know, this is a dream for an artist. It's been mine for a very long time. And the reason it's a dream is because you get to see great people here. You get to see greatness on this stage. And this whole room was built for a great man in his memory. But as I stand here before you, I'm reminded that I represent a great people. Great people who built a great thing that is turning into a memory. And I know that you believe in that India like I believe in that India because I see it in your eyes and you are in this room tonight. So before I leave your country, I will leave this stage and I will put the camera on you and you make some noise for the India you want to live in because I promise you that this is the Kennedy Center but tonight this is the house. So make some noise for him. Right?